Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of T G N O. That's it, gentlemen. Oh, they've got the brief down to the T. Well done, gentlemen. I'm super proud. I'm super chuffed as well. Today we've got uh, more than a super fan here in the top right corner, and of course, run up to season eight, Immunity Island, Anele Majorzi, aka the Smash. How's it going, gentlemen? Going good, good. good. I, I would have hoped the introduction would have been the other way around that maybe I was the runner up, but you know, you've got to make do with what you do, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, there's plenty of time for that. Your thoughts. Take it yeah, easy. Thank you so much for having me for, for this conversation. Really looking forward to, to sort of breaking down this past season with you and Hilchard on the call. So, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, no, look, it is one out of all the conversations this season. This is one that just kept unfolding. I was like, I can't wait to sit down with you and unpack your game to, to point to point. And obviously a styled sports fan here. And I know you've got your, obviously Liverpool fan fanaticness there, which is why you're Jurgen Klopp, the coach. So I'm super excited to get into the sports analogies with you. Before we continue, I'm just going to open up with the icebreaker. We do this every episode and the icebreaker today is going to be a zombie apocalypse because, you know, vaccines, we don't know what's going to happen to people. Um, it's a zombie apocalypse. You've got one bunker. You only allowed three people in that bunker with you. Which three castaways will you from this season will you be taking with you? Oof, Hilchard, do you wanna do you wanna take the first stab at this? <laughs> yes, see, Anele, poof, there goes the bus. Uh, straight over. <laughs> um, okay, so which three castaways? So whew. I think, look, so so for sustenance, I'd probably say Chappies. We saw a lot of him this season, obviously, with trying to get food and stuff. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll say Chappies. Uh, I'd say, I think Kieran. Kieran looks like a guy that could probably figure out how to build like a lack of shelter strategically. Where would it be best placed? Uh, would be some good comedy for us, um, you know, if we <laughs> if we are closed in in our, in our bunker. Um, and let's say Smash. I mean, Smash was also good at stealing a few stuff. So, so maybe he finds, you know, like in all Walking Dead episodes, somewhere you find like a a lost milkshake somewhere or a an antibiotic or something. So, I mean, he'd be good. If at it's out there, I'll, I'll sniff it out, man. I'll sniff it out. Exactly. Although he'll, are <laughs> yeah, you sure you want him? Because he's, he's probably going to just be feeding himself that milkshake if he finds it. I don't know if he's going to be sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I know where to start looking then. I mean, I, I, if I just keep my eyes on Anela, I'll know there'll be something in pocket somewhere. Sure. How about you, I think Smash? If, I, if, I, if I had to go for that, I definitely share the same sentiment. Chappies has to, has to make the top three there. I mean, cheapest. when it comes to foraging and just the will to survive, there, there's no better person I can think of. I mean, the man was eating... Like like worms, anything he could find just to survive. So he he definitely makes the the top three. I think beyond that, oof, it's it challenging now. But I would say Sean, Sean, yes. shout out for my one vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Sean mainly because um 
he he is really good around like he he was really great around the camps you know the like when we were actually at the campsite he was fantastic very resourceful like he could tend to fires he you know could create things that were required so he's he seems like someone that would make for a good assets and he's hilarious and the last one oof the last one would be also, Maybe I don't know, Smash. I don't know. Have you seen? Did Sean display any of his? Sorry, uh, Anela. Did Sean display any of his dance moves while you were out there? Because he showed some things on TNO, and I was like, "Damn, where, where did that come from?" <laughs> I wish I saw some Sean dance moves. Unfortunately, he didn't get that 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 bit. But um, yeah, I think I've got a sneak peek of them at the at the finale. So yeah, I know I know he's got them in his locker there for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. Sorry. What is your third person? I cut you off there. Uh, and I think Pinty, just because of the fact that, you know, she's the one person, the, literally the only individual that I didn't get to to sort of play the game with at all. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to get to know her on a on a better level. And, you know, the, the little bit that we did share, obviously, in the, the finale, you know, it was it was really nice. So, yeah, I think she would be the – she'll take my third spot. Oh, that's a good three, solid three. Right, Claudia, before we move you, on. You, you didn't, yeah? uh, so, I mean, you, you posed us a question here that, that wasn't really fair because, I mean, there, there could be a lot of permutations that could affect the ultimate decision, you know? So <laughs> I'll let you figure that out. We can discuss it all fair. You know, we'll, we'll let it play out. I just want to, to everyone on the line here, we've got Teresa on the line, Dino on the line, Jason on the line, Tristan on the line, Tato on the line. We've got a lot of people. And obviously, we've got... Sean on the line. He's like, you forgot my flossing during the pumpkin saga. <coughs> cough, cough there, Smash. Come on now. He does have the moves. You've seen some of it. You're just choosing to forget them. I think that's what's happening here. Flossing, right. wheezing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, gentlemen, some people are asking about the buff. We have a competition that's going to be announced on Monday, so keep that going. But as for as where we're at right now, it's all about Tanella and his journey, and he's going to be the one in focus here. So, leading question. Anela, if we're looking back at the season, you obviously make it to the final two. You see this whole season playing out. You're getting the feedback from the public and you're seeing the things that you've done for the first time back to you. How confident were you when you made it to that final tribal council for the finale? You were thinking, yes, I've got this or I don't have this. I'll be honest with you. I think from the past, after the Anesu vote, after the Anesu vote or that episode, um, looking at my journey beyond that point, I wasn't necessarily that confident. I was kind of approaching that sort of whole situation with a, you know, it's, I, like I, the pressure's off of me. I'm not the one expected to win right now. And that's sort of the sentiments I think I got from also the public's interaction with the show. So, I, I, and I share that sentiment. So I, I, I think from that point onwards, I kind of wasn't, I didn't have many expectations, if at all any. But um, beyond, before that point, I definitely thought that I was definitely right up there in the mix um, and in contention, you know. Um, so I was feeling pretty good until about the Nesu vote, I would say. Yeah, Claude, you must just jump in. You must wait for me to queue. So if you no, there's anything I'm you want to elaborate. Uh, with, with baited, uh... Breath here. Uh, I mean, Anela, so, so something that you spoke about uh, was the fact that you, you know, kind of flipped flopped between, um, and I must actually, I wore my pluckies tonight so that you're not the only flip flop on the call. <laughs> flip flop is for life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it going. But I mean, is, is that something going into the game that you consciously decided to do? Is that just kind of how the, the game evolved for you? 
Yeah, look, I mean, when it comes to flip-flopping, I think, you know, whether you call it flip-flopping or you call it, you know, sort of having really good relationships with either side of the faction, it's all a matter of perspective, you know. Um, unfortunately, I found myself very early on in a 6-3 minority, and I found myself in a 6-2 minority. And when you are in the minority, you have less wiggle room to sort of be making those decisive decisions. And I felt mm -hmm. as though, you know, because naturally, and this is one of the things maybe going into the, the, the game that I was very aware of was my social side, the social side of me, you know, you know, smash. I, I, I was very aware of the fact that that would be a strength of mine, the social aspect of the game. But you know, finding myself in those minorities, I sort of found myself in a position where, you know, I I then had to revert to, okay, because I'm getting information from both factions and both factions are prepared and willing to work with me and wanting to work with me, I, I need to be able to make those decisions on what best suits my game at the time. So I was able to navigate through the game with whatever sort of move felt like the right move at the right time, which, you know, mm -hmm. optically can be looked like flip-flopping. But, you know, I mean, you can also make an argument that it's just, it, it's also good social gameplay. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the very same people that sort of loved Santoni's game, I'd be very shocked if they didn't like mine because we were effectively doing the same thing. I just wasn't cracking as many eggshells, you know, mm -hmm. along the way. But... But yeah, I mean, I think it was very circumstantial in the sense that because I found myself in a minority quite a lot of the time, I just was like, okay, well, I need to sort of move wherever I see myself having more longevity in this game. Yeah, and to be fair, let's also just take a step back there in terms of the, the what the construct of flip-flopping, especially in the game of Survivor. I suppose when we're looking at a pre, like a, a novice sort of audience from a South African perspective, flip-flopping could be deemed as something, I don't know what, it's a primitive perspective going, this is a bad thing. As a survivor player, that's exactly where you want to be. You want to be in that situation where you are, you know, included in all the conversations where you can make the decision. And like you said, you were in the minority, which doesn't always help you in terms of being able to be the one dictating a decision. But there was a moment that we, we might as well open up. There was a moment that you got to do that. And it kind of, what? It just blew up in your face, oh, Nella. Like you blew it up in your own face. face. <laughs> you were making the pancakes. We were getting ready to eat them. And oh, we were like, this is no. fantastic. And you flipped the pancake too high and it landed on your face. What happened yeah, there? Did, yeah. Can you take a break us down through that? Okay, well, let me just quickly say, um, disclaimer, I absolutely love and respect every single um cast away that was part of the season fantastic season and i don't discredit any single person's votes but in my thought process i wholeheartedly believe or maybe it's just my way of sort of um consoling myself but i definitely believe that that moment is where i lost that is where i lost yeah, the game effectively. 100 that one, yeah. that, that, that one moment and yeah i mean i resonated so much with a lot of the sentiment that that Kieran had shared in that final, in that particular tribal council, where he basically just called me out and he said, "No, this wasn't a this wasn't anything that had to do with emotion. This was effectively someone whose ego got in the way. He felt like the move was being changed. The more, you know, the more people were giving different permutations to it, 
which I, I resonated with, which is why if you if you look at that episode, I and, and probably the thing that saved me in that episode is I just sort of took it on the chin. I accepted everything that he said. And thankfully, the, the pressure sort of shifted off of me onto other players. But yeah, I mean, I really did agree with him. When I, when I first got the, the heads up from, from Tyson and, and Kieran that they wanted to go for Nicole, that at the time just didn't make sense with sort of my game or where I saw my game going. Yeah. So I was really punting for Centurion. And... That, that didn't make sense for their game, obviously. So I thought, okay, well, listen, right now the League of Shadows is... We, we, we were quite lockstep at the time. So I thought, you know, Kieran probably wouldn't even see this coming. And because I thought he wouldn't see this coming, I just wasn't able to understand why when I gave this plan to the other people outside of the League of Shadows, the Nicoles, Chappies, and Centurnies, why did they then come back to me with, you know, let's put two here, two there... Honestly, though, on a hundred, like honestly, looking back on it and looking at it from a fan's perspective, it was one hundred percent the right thing to do to to split the vote because he actually could have played his his um his idol. So they were mm. they were in the right there, but I think at that time, you know, I kind of just 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 listening to it, what what their sort of thoughts were towards the move. I kind of just yeah, my ego got in the way, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm that happy with it. Then my second boo-boo comes in that in, instead of just telling him, listen, they're gunning for you, I also, on a smash here, has to go and tell him that they're gunning for you, but because I'm the one who's orchestrated them gunning for you. <laughs> so I definitely shot myself in the foot in that regard. And yeah, I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame Kieran and Tyson at all for sort of, I mean, I, I know these guys will, would have been very impartial and very, like, objective when it came to that final vote. But mm. with regards to them two in particular, I know that that, or at least I thought that that was like a, a tie that was unable to be mended again, if that, if that made sense, mm. after that vote. I had a sense that that was a, a, a bond that could not be repaired after that vote. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that when you're looking at it, it makes sense. Uh, from a fan's perspective, it was certainly entertaining. We can say that much. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I like the fact that you've come out just saying it was your ego in the end. Because had you just gone, let's just split the vote. Let's appease everyone. You know, Kieran does go home. And then that thing that everyone keeps, for some reason, speaking about this season, the CV, which I want to ask you, the CV conversation, was that something that was circulating amongst the players going, I think I really need to have a good CV at the end of this? Or is that, and is that what was really your driving, your motivation, your driving factor? So, to some degree, yes. To some degree, no. Because I would not, like, before that vote, even after that vote, maybe, again, maybe this is ego, but I strongly felt, and I had a very good sense that I was one of the biggest social threats. Um, again, this was reflected in that first vote for Jason when, you know, sort of, Renier gets that ball rolling, but they sort of come to me just before making that decision because they felt that I had a good relationship with Jason, you know, mm. um, sort of wanting my sort of input in that vote. I, I got that same sense when they saved me twice. So from a social point of view, I felt like I had that game on lock. And then from the, the same point of view of, you know, I went from two deficits, the 6-3, 6-2, 
I really felt personally that I felt, I felt like my CV was already in a strong space, but mm. I, I I say yes as well because I know that the, I know that that move was motivated by by increasing and improving that CV. So for me to, to for me to sit here now and say that it that that didn't play a determining factor, I'd be lying to you. But uh, but I also felt pretty comf comfortable and good with the CV that I'd had up to that point. So, uh, you know, yeah, it was a bit of yes and no. <laughs> if that answers your question. I don't no, know. That, I, I mean, I'm happy. And look, you've got Sean here. He's still in your corner 100% saying you can dislike the move, but he still got him to the end. And have if he had gone through with it, then would he have yeah. made it to the final two? And I think that's also a fair question to pose. Hilgard, you want to add on to onto this? Yeah, so perhaps I want to ask uh, Anela. So obviously the the Kieran situation happens. I mean, so how much thought went into kind of recovery mode after that? Was there thoughts about listen, I need to get my timing right about what I say, when I say, and how I approach the situation, or was it just there you go? You know, I did it, own up to everything, and it's done and dusted. Yeah, so I think after the vote happened, or after after everything sort of came to light. I just felt like the best approach would have been to sort of play the game cards faced up, you know. Um, there was literally no deception, no flip-flop, no two sides to my game Be after that. And I felt like that was the best approach to take. So before, I was always sort of able to navigate based on what I thought was best for my game at the time. But literally after everything came to light in that game, I mean – the vote when Kieran sort of had to go, I, I explicitly said to them, I was like, listen, there's the faction of you, T Kieran and Tyson, and there's the faction of um, Chappies and Nicole. And for this vote, I'm sitting on this side. And because I think I played with that that honesty, I think from, from that vote onwards, I sort of played with that honesty, sort of very transparent about how exactly my moves were going to go. I mean, even with Chappies, it was always a case of, brother, I recognize the fact that you are the strongest player right now in terms of, mm. you know, the physical threat. I will 100% be gunning for you unless, of course, you keep winning, which would obviously find me then having to vote with him. But like, yeah, I just played cards up with everyone. And I think that was the... The, the only move I felt that I had at the time, I couldn't still sort of be, uh, yeah, sneaky smash, if I, if I can say. Were those <laughs> conversations as open as I think the, the viewers were shown in a sense that, let's call it the three or four rounds before Chappies ultimately got voted out, that you actually sat the guy down and said, listen, so don't win and you go home, you know, it's done and dusted. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think Chappies knew full, like, like wholeheartedly, which is probably why also, besides from the fact that he was playing for his family, you know, his newborn baby, shout out Ruben Lee. Like, I, <laughs> I, think he, he, I think he knew that he was the guy to get out. And I, I don't think anyone made it a secret at the time. You know, from when we still had Kieran, Tyson and Nicole, when we did that challenge, um, where it was a swim, uh, swim into the puzzle, you know, the one where you had to grab the key. From yeah. that challenge, like, he knew, like, he loses, he's gone. And, again, that's a hallmark of the strength of his game, you know. We, we all saw him as public enemy number one. Um, 
and he was aware of that. But in saying that, I think maybe again because of I was honest with him, sort of, you know, he was like, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be winning these challenges. You might as well vote with me. So, yeah, you know, that's sort of where we found ourselves, and all of that was quite transparent. Okay, that's cool. Joseph's got an awesome question saying, Anela, did you believe Kieran and Tyson when they offered you the final three over Warda? I'll be honest with you. I, I genuinely, genuinely did. And the reason why I did was I had already a good sense that so I'm not naive. I'm, I knew that they could recognize my threats. I think Kieran says it in one of the post-merge episodes. I think two, the, the episode when Sean actually leaves. He says, we need to take Anella out. He's the biggest social threat. But I already had a pretty decent relationship with them going into Merge. Um, off of the very little time that I spent with them at, at Zumba uh, 3.0, you know. Um, at Zumba 3.0, when they were there, I was sent to Immunity Island on two occasions. But in the little time that I did spend with them, we had connected in such a way that I already saw these people as people I would be able to move forward with in the game as people, you know, it's probably just unfortunate that we're only meeting each other now type of thing. And I think that they shared the same sentiment, which is why the League of Shadows came to be so organically. And, you know, you, you, can, you can get the sense of discomfort that they had when, you know, Wada and Wada, Kieran and Tyson are sitting there on the beach and Wada's saying, you know, by you working with them, by you by extension working with me. And I had to swallow my pride and everything and sort of take that on the chin. And I was happy to do that. But I definitely, I definitely felt like, yeah, you know, at that current point, I think that from my point of view, it looked like that their, their relationship had run its course they had a sense that Wada was someone that people were targeting, whereas I wasn't necessarily. And they were mm. happy to move forward with me as a number. You know, whether it was someone that they wanted to bring in just because of a number, that could very well have been the case. But, you know, again, if you want to work with me, that also speaks to good social gameplay. So I don't, I don't yeah. mind that at all, you know? <laughs> And, and you know what, even with me looking at it, I also got that feeling. And it was only after speaking to Tyson and Kieran and understanding the dynamic with regards to what the going, okay, maybe that wasn't quite the, what we were seeing. But looking at you, I'm like, no, he's in here because of that social game. Because you got that smile, you got the charm, you can work your way. And I'm like, nah. Technically, I think they probably enjoy playing with you more than what they might have with Warda. But the loyalty was there with Warda that they could guarantee. Whereas with you, because you were so likable and social, it was harder for them to keep a read on. In fact, I think Kieran actually said to me, one of the hardest things was keeping a read on you, not being able to be like, he does, just doesn't know where, you, where you, he stood with you. And that was the defining factor. Um, so th that's an interesting point. Just before we move on, JC asked, uh, shout out to you, JC. You asked a decent question earlier saying, I wanted to know from beginning to end, was this experience everything you expected it to be? Sure. You know, this is going to sound so cliche, but there's literally nothing that can prepare you for this for this experience. Literally nothing that can prepare you. I mean, you can, I can, I can, I could honestly go into hours breaking down every single aspect of this game, which you think you prepare for, which then turns out differently. You know, I mean, from the the physical point of view, you know, I thought, okay, it might be better to come in naturally heavier than what I would naturally be. 
because if I am going to be starving myself, you know, once I'm then in a fasted state, my body's going to react better to it. Which, if you look technically at the challenges, I was the only one really competing closer to the end. Like, or not only one, but like I was the one sort of really keeping the, keeping the heels on, on, on chappies. So, yeah. There's, there's an argument for that, but you know you don't really know that. You, 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 there's a big argument that you should go in there in the best shape. Then the social game as well. It's like, okay, being a social person that might help you because this is effectively a social experiment. But then you come there and you meet people with different walks of life, different dynamics, and you you realize straight away that okay, just because you're a nice guy or friendly guy, that doesn't necessarily mean that. You're going to be everyone's cup of tea. So there's nothing that would have prepared me. But so to answer that question, sorry, I've kind of gone off on a tangent. To answer <laughs> that question, it's, it's everything I expected it to be in the sense that I expected nothing at all and was just kind of like take it day by day. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I felt it. It was just like take it day by day because literally things change on a dime when you're on that island. Yeah, that's I want to ask quickly, Anela. So, uh, when the season started, when they released some of the promo clips, uh, they had the promo clip of you running through running. the field. That was it, man. That was it, running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so look, I must I say, like, so, why did they get a stunt double in here? I mean, all the flying down there. <laughs> so, originally, I think a lot of people were saying, wait, is that Rob? Is it not Rob? They couldn't really pinpoint it. And then, obviously, when the cast reveal happened, everyone was like, oh, okay, this is Anela. So you speaking about expectations now. Uh, did you feel like there was an expectation either from the players or from the audience that you were going to be this big, um, you know, physical player that's only going to play kind of in that dimension, um, especially now when the show started airing, or was it a different kind of experience? Yeah, I think, um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not 100% sure sort of what the fans' uh, initial uh, views of me were, but you know, when when you look down the line on that day, on day one, I I would not be surprised if most of the other contestants would have sort of seen me as uh, a physical threat on the like right from the from the jump, and that was something I was very intentional of downplaying. You know, um, if you look at if you look at the very f first few challenges, I hardly ever put my hand up. If it was group related, I'd, I'd say, let me be the person at the end of the challenge so that it doesn't really fall on me. But if it came to puzzles, I was like, let me not put my hand up for puzzles. I, I don't think I touched a puzzle really until I had to, which was that, you know, that, 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 that final five, um, that final five challenge. challenge yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, naturally, I could have seen why someone would have seen me as a physical threat. But for me personally, going into the game, I always was very certain that the, the thing that makes Smash Smash is, you know, I'm a guy's guy, I'm a girl's guy, I'm, I'm a people person. So I always knew that my social game would be, you know, at, at the forefront of my strengths. But yeah, I think, you know, physical, maybe to other people, they might have seen it that way. Mm -hmm. And if you had to score that, if you had to score, you're looking back at it, you've now obviously reflection, you're a coach, you know how to look at the performance and see the successes <laughs> and the failures. We know if you had to score your social game out of 10 versus the other aspects, what would you give your social game and your strategic game and then the physical game? And then where would you think you could improve on if you had to play a game? Okay, well, that's a, that's a very good question. So 
the social game, I'd have to go nine and above. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is even after a huge blunder like the Kieran flip-flopping whatever vote, I was still able to recover from that. And not only was I able to recover from that, there was a vote where Chappies quite clearly outlined to Nicole and Tyson to vote me out and they they stayed with their instincts. Or, yeah. You know, they, they voted with me regardless. So social game, I would say nine and above. Strategic game, based on that blunder. So wait, wait, wait. The nine and above is that a nine point five, a nine point six, a nine? Or is it just like just <laughs> listening going nine, past ten? So is it nine, nine past no. ten? But we're just going with nine, nine. because we're being no, honest. No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say nine. I'll say nine. Nine. Okay. All right. Strategic. Strategic. Honestly, based on that blunder, based on the decision not to listen to Sean and put my tribal insurance on Tyson, you know, the, the vote where he effectively saves Chappies. Yeah. Based on those two blunders, I would have to put my my strategic at about a three. And then physical... You, uh, you're being hard on yourself, Vanilla. <laughs> physical, I would say physically... Physically, I mean, I was there and there, but from, from that challenge where it was myself, Centurni, and Chappies doing the, fish, the fishing thing, you know, the, the balancing mm-hmm. thing, you know, from that challenge onwards, I think it was the the tether to the rope challenge afterwards, and then then the swim. Like I, I I wasn't too bad, but because of that drowning in the swimming challenge, I'd have to put myself at a at a flat rate of five, and because of the fact that I didn't win challenges. But, Bro, I mean, but come on, that that listen, that swimming thing was hectic. That like, how rough was that water really? Like when you're looking at it, because the weather was wild, and also I think Carla came out just saying, listen, when she got voted off, the rain continued for another three, four days. So that water wasn't exactly calm. Let's let's put it out there. So unless you, I think you were a really good swimmer, like Chappies, I think your average like person who says they can swim would have struggled. To be fair, so I think yeah, you're being a bit harsher. <laughs> so I know, I know. Like I mean, I had a very brief discussion with Dino and Kieran, who were the first two to to come from Vuna um, in that challenge, and they kind of shared the sentiment of like, you know, we used you as a reference point where they they saw I was holding on to the the thing that we had to untie, and I was using that as like a floaty, and clearly that was not the right move to go. So I think a lot of the other contestants afterwards sort of. Chucked it and swam. Chucked it and swam and kept yeah. as many limbs as possible open. Whereas, like, I think I, having gone first for Zamba, I just made a really bad judgment call there. And I was holding on to it up to the point where the current was just taking me and I was not, I was going everywhere besides forward. And eventually my legs mm. gave out. Thank you again, Chappies. If you are watching this, thank you for. <laughs> saving my life that did, did you generally time. fear did you generally fear for your life there while that was going um, or did you just think did you think at some point production's gonna step in they they can see i'm really struggling <laughs> was that ever gonna happen or was nico just like chappies i was swallowing, swallowing water at some stage so i'd be lying if i said i didn't start i, I didn't start getting in a panic and mm-hmm. i think that's when chappies sort of sort of decided to chime in is um when i was sort of in a panic you know okay yeah claudia i have to ask you listen i mean yes. i know this is, i don't know if this is usually the norm or if this is part of the show but i am dying to run to the bathroom <laughs> oh keep going dude go 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 that's oh, yeah, never happened it's the first time for everything at tino get, get out of here get, still, god. oh my goodness go 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 <laughs> I don't know if it's nerves, you know, it makes me very nervous. 
Chadi, you can ask me about my experience on the island. I was the castaway that never never saw the camera or a confessional or anything. <laughs> so you guys are here for cookies? Yeah, yeah, go shoot, man. Gijima, So that's never happened before. Hilchot also, he he was very, he knew exactly who you were before coming on here. What have you been tweeting the guy on the side here? No, easy. I don't know. I must go back to my Twitter feed now and just go check what uh, I posted about who on my feed. But uh, look, I'm not going to hide. I'm very vocal when it comes to Survivor stuff. So sometimes, yeah, you'll get the good side. Sometimes you won't. So um, <laughs> that's the way it goes. I'm uh, curious though, Hilchard, when we look at, we've got Sean on the line and he's still here, yeah, obviously backing his boy from day one to the end, mm. to the very end. How integral, I'm, we're going to ask Anela when he comes back here, how integral do you think Sean was to, to Anela's game? Because when we're looking back at it, you know, he does convince the other tribes to save him a little bit as well. Dude, that yeah, was fast. Time. Sorry, that was quick. That was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stop dropping go, Anela. <laughs> so so just recap Anela we, Sean's here so we're just asking how important was Sean to your game and uh, is going to just answer because I asked him first and then you can give it some thought there sure. yeah look so I mean I don't have uh, insight into what happened at, uh, at Jury Villa um, but I mean I can imagine in my head that uh, Sean was someone that very actively canvassed uh, for Anela. I mean, jurors speak. That is the point of, of Jerry Villa. So I think post Sean's vote out, um, you know, he was critical in trying to, to generate those votes for Anela. Um, and, and I think that's probably where you would have seen most value in Sean for Anela, uh, given that, you know, he was voted out so early in the jury phase. Yeah, I, 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 I think I share that same sentiment in that Sean, you shout out Sean. Much love, brother. He was certainly advocating. Hey, hey you didn't say, is it Skiwi? You didn't say that. That's your brother, bro. Come on, Skiwi. Skiwi. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, he, he would have definitely been advocating for me, you know, um, at Ponderosa. I have no doubt about that. And, you know, there would have been a, a number of, uh, people, I think, that might have been on the fence, like an Amy, like Rania, that, you know, he would have probably been approaching and saying, you know, if you if you make a comparative, sort of, if you, if you make a comparison between Nicole and Smash, I think he would have been putting his hand up for me. But, um, yeah, I think he was very integral in that. And also, I mean, he was also very instrumental in that minority of three getting to getting to post-merge because, you know, if you remember the first episode, Amy's the first person that actually comes to everyone and says, I think Sean has a bulge in his pants. He might be hiding an idol. And Sean's the first one who speaks to Jason saying, I think we need to go for Amy. So, you know, when we then find ourselves in a mon minority of three versus six, it was, it was imperative that we had to be lockstep because we were like, listen, if we come as three... If there's any sort of crack, whichever side that crack is, you know, we can salt it in that we come as three votes. And the entire time, like, you know, Sean had a sense of wanting to, to go for, for Amy and Amy had a sense of wanting to go for Sean. But they were able to sort of put that aside and we were able to sort of navigate in lockstep and together, um, which I think was very instrumental to all three of us getting, you know, to... To, to post merge. Mm. Yeah, so nice. So Sheldon, Sheldon asked the question there that I'd also thought about. I mean, I think if you reach kind of final three 
uh, final two stage, I think the hamster starts running on the wheel where you go like, oh, is it this person? Will they vote for me? Will they not vote for me? I mean, going into final tribal council, did you feel that there were certain votes that would have been locks for you uh, that were kind of in question, uh, maybe that you ultimately did not receive? Okay, so I think on other side, Sean, I thought this is a locked vote. Santoni, I knew for a fact this wasn't a vote. I knew for mm. a fact. And I, I think the, the final episode sort of shows that. <laughs> played out. It played out exactly like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. With, <laughs> at the vote, with, with the other members of the jury, so the likes of Amy, the likes of Renia, Kieran, Tyson, even Chappies. Um, sorry, shout out to Anessa as well. I don't mean to intentionally leave her out. It's just that we worked the least together. But like the, with the likes of the other guys that I'd mentioned, you know, I wasn't. I didn't think that they were locked in votes, but you know, Amy and Amy and Rania would have worked quite closely with me before the first tribe swap. Hence, why you know Rania was insistent on saving me. So, I, I guess I couldn't rely on that relationship. But I thought, you know, what, he. This is someone that has worked with me. The, uh, both Amy and Rania. These are people that have worked with me. Maybe they might recognize the fact that, you know, I have been playing this game. I have been part of the strategizing conversations. I've been part of the decision-making conversations. Same thing with Kieran and, and Tyson, you know. I know that, like I said, you know, after that Kieran move, uh, I'd kind of written them off in my head in the sense that I didn't think that they were going to be on my side. Mm. But in saying that, again, I, I thought... You know what? You know maybe they might look beyond that and be like, you know what? We worked with this guy. He had the option of sort of voting with Anesu, Chappies, and Santuni, and he chose to vote with us anyway. He you, he was able to make conscientious decisions that would better his game. And then even Chappies, like with his votes, uh, I mean, by logic of the fact that he wanted to take me out when it was myself, him, Tyson, and and Nicole, which he clearly explains that he, he thought that he would have a worse chance with me in the final. Again, mm. I thought, okay, by, by that by that logic, he 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 does to some degree respect my game. Yeah. But in all of those individuals, I never ever thought that any of those were like locked in votes. And also, I take nothing away from the decision that they do make because. Although it didn't go my way, I'm almost certain that every single one of those people would have made that decision from an objective point of view, and they would have just felt that Nicole played a better game. But yeah, I definitely mm. would have thought with those individuals that to some degree they might have like voted for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Sheldon says this perfectly. He says, I think you did a very good job building solid bonds early on and navigating the swaps. And early merge. And that's all that is the hardest thing to get through. And he says just things seem to have fallen apart at the late game. And that's an interesting uh, observation there. Just going into the tribal again, because this arguably, I know you talk about the Kieran mistake is where you lost the game, but if we've really got to be critical and look at the performance overall and talking about falling apart late game, how much can we contribute to the fact of your actual speech in the tribal council? And that's something I want to dive into because when we're looking at this and we're saying, uh, Rianta saying, we heard the jury gave you a hard time at um, hard time final tribal. Um, what were some of the difficult questions they were asking that we didn't get to see? Because it did kind of seem like, and I kept saying this all season, I was like, he's doing it, he's doing it, he's doing it. 
towards the end, we weren't really seeing much. So he's definitely packing something. There's something there because you know how to articulate yourself. And going into the final conversation there, where do you think you fell short? I mean, one of the things is in terms of failure to translate your game, is it maybe due to the fact that you weren't so much a super fan coming into this is where you let yourself down? Or can you, can you unpack this for us? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah, if just firstly in terms of the super fan thing, I think had I known a little bit more about the game, I would have, I would have probably known also a little bit more, I would have had more context as to what is the expectations when you get to a, a, a final tribal council. I mean, when, when Renier asks us to draw the comparison between myself and Nicole, she very clearly outlined where she felt she was the stronger character. And that mm. was something I wasn't even expecting at all. Like, I thought I was going to be doing a tribal council where I'm explaining my game and not having to bad mouth or, or speak on behalf of the other person's game. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was really a misstep. I think another misstep was... Um, again, I think the overwhelming feeling that I got was that these people wanted to know what were, was I intentionally making the decisions or was I sort mm -hmm. of just coasting and floating where the votes best suited me? But again, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective because from my point of view, my moves and my wanting to work with this person best suited my game. And I believe that although maybe not necessarily portrayed, I believe that I would have articulated that well. But I'm saying during the game now, but in that final mm. tribal council, I was not able to sort of quite clearly say, listen, I was in a minority. And because of that, I had to sort of position myself where, you know, it, I had to position myself in a position where I would move forward with, the, the, the individuals that would take my game further. I, mm. I wear that on the, I wear that, you know, like I, I didn't wear that sort of mantle as probably I should have, you know, I didn't own that part of my game. Like, yes, the strategy was flip-flopping, but there is a strength to flip-flopping and there's a strength to positioning yourself. So I probably yeah. didn't articulate that well enough. And... Yeah, I think just also in that final tribal council, if, I, if I'm, I'm trying to recollect it, you know. It's, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I mean, just what, what yeah. do you think about it? What do you think about yeah. it? I do want to say, and Hilkhard, you can touch on it. I thought, you know, he opens up. It's like, whew, yo, Nicole's got to bring the heat up because the Oak's got a three-step plan. The plan, And you spoke about the philosophy, talk about Jurgen Klopp. All I could picture was a, a, a proper yeah. manager or coach going, this is the philosophy. This is the plan that we executed. And maybe for my disconnect, where I think the, the jury probably swayed a little bit, was you delivering the speech that was very high-end and very well-constructed and then going, to your point, not owning the other parts of the game, making it sound like it was something else. Maybe that's where they went, no, but we didn't see that at all. Yeah, yeah, we didn't see that. And I think maybe that's yeah. where the disconnect was with the speech, but it was very well said and obviously swung your case for a lot of, neutrals i think i got a lot of messages on the side going what how did this happen how did nicole win i don't know what your experience was your thought once yeah. you saw the, the yeah look i mean speech wise i think i i tend to agree with you claudia when we started um i, I got remember the titans vibe you know we are going to swing this around and, and half time now and you know uh it, we're going to see this big turnaround of votes 
Uh, but I want to ask yeah. you, Anila, so you, you made the comments about, so maybe if you knew a bit more about the game, you know, it would have been different for you either during the game or in final tribal council, um, which I think makes it very similar to Tyson in a sense that he also, you know, was not as uh, tied down in the survivor circles and the knowledge things. Did you also feel a similar sense of freedom in a sense that you didn't have to overanalyze things uh, necessarily and that you could play a bit more organically um, versus the other players? And was that something that was mentioned uh, during your final Tribal Council speech? Um, yeah, so just to answer that, um, yeah, like I think because I didn't have many reference points, I... I definitely felt like I was playing true to who I was as an individual and it definitely did free up the way I played because, you know, I, like there was no sort of style that I was trying to emulate, if I, if I can say. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, smash is smash. Smash is going to naturally gravitate to getting on with people. This is going to be what's going to get me through the game. And I definitely think that, that, that it helped, but... Um, yeah, I, I also feel like it was probably some of my, if, and again, I'm being very critical of myself, but it was probably some of my downsides. I mean, in that final trouble council, I didn't even know to bring up the fact that the fact that I stole the chocolate bars would have been something that would have helped my case or, you know, mm, I didn't yeah. know that, you know, bringing Fez, who's my older brother, who's someone who also knows very little about the game might not have been the best player because to be honest, I think. I take nothing away from, you know, how I've thought in that time. But, you know, maybe that Kieran votes wouldn't have been indecisive had I had brought someone who I was going to be able to bounce ideas off during that family visit. You know, I, you know, I brought someone who was just happy to see me and didn't necessarily want to talk about gameplay, you know. So, yeah, I think there were some missteps that I probably had because of not knowing the show. I've always said, and I don't know who's watching this, um, I know there is quite a few viewers, but I've always said this, um, watching these podcasts, I feel like would have been a very great sort of homework homework breakdown before mm. doing the show. Like, just to get an insight of like, because you guys really, you you dive deep into how the game is played, how the game should be played. And, mm. you know, there's so many things that you guys unpack and I'm just like... But, you know, but Anela, I mean, Anela, to, to be fair to you... Um, he so finished second and he something. made it onto the show. Just saying. You pick up something here um, and, and although it may be a valid strategy, it may not work in that specific season, you know, with the people that ultimately sit yeah. on your jury that you're playing with. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like with this season, we had people that wanted intentional moves to ultimately cast a vote for someone. Whereas if you played last season, there was a lot of talk about morality and, you know, whether mm -hmm. you took the higher ground in, in some of the moves that you made. And, completely different angle that you need to play in final tribal council. So do you think from a jury read perspective that you read the jury right when you pleaded your, your case at final tribal council or, or maybe something that you could have done differently? No, I, I definitely think, I definitely think I got the read wrong. You know, um, like, like we said, I, I felt like I articulated what I thought they wanted to hear quite well. Yeah. But however, what I thought they wanted to hear was completely not what I thought they wanted to hear. 
And I can just draw yeah. and, and it just just by way of example, you know, I think, for example, why I didn't vote with Anesu and why I decided to vote with Kieran and Tyson would have resonated much more with the jury had I explicitly said, well, the previous vote, I tried everything I could to get Anesu, Chappies and Centuni to, to keep um, Rainier and Amy there. You know, when I go to them and I tell them, these guys have just promised me Final Four. Mm. And because of the fact that she wasn't able to get that over the line, I wasn't prepared to work with her going forward. Like, if I was just very clear as to why I made every single decision, instead of sort of generalizing and sort of just like putting a blanket answer over everything, if I, had to got, if I, if I got into the nitty gritty as to where my thought process was on every single decision, I think that would have probably, you know, put me in better stead. Yeah, and I think that is the exact point. I think you you sounded like genuine. This was a super sport interview or a Sky Sports interview, and you were the coach giving the right answers. And I think that obviously in a game, and this is the irony is you have such a strong social game, and you could argue Nicole had something similar. And your social game is probably that good because you were able to be vulnerable with the people you were playing with to a certain extent. And it was that vulnerability that didn't exactly shine through, and that was what you needed, I think. To get you across the line. It was, it was that perfect game that you were trying to play. You were trying to play a perfect game, but your game was anything but perfect. Like you said, you had yeah. to fight from the bottom. So had you just said it wasn't perfect, I was stealing, I was doing this, you know, we would have seen a tighter outcome. I don't know, Hilchard, if you would have voted for him on that sentiment. If he had turned around and said, you know what, I did these things. This is my game. I got you because of you, you, you. So thank you. But I'm here and you're not. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that does uh, change the scenario. Uh, I also want to ask, so Anela, is it safe to assume if you were in Chappie's position that you would have uh, had a breakfast with Sean and probably voted out Santuni from uh, from the from the jury if you were in those shoes? Okay, so based on the sort of general feeling of the contestants at the time, Santoni or Warda herself might have been at the forefront of who I would have voted out. But I think in terms of who I would have wanted to speak to, I mean, Yashorn is a good candidate, but I don't know I don't know that necessarily he would have been my first choice. Honestly, I might have chosen I might have chosen Anesu myself, honestly, because I would have loved to have gotten the perspective of someone I haven't necessarily worked that closely with um, who might not have a biased sort of mm. point of view mm. of how my game has been. And, and you know, once they're there, you, you'd like to think that they're no longer playing the game. So once they're there, you would hope that maybe they can just give you an objective sort of point of view. And, you know, to get that from someone who hasn't been really in your game. And like I said to you guys earlier, like, I mean, the, the likes of Rania, Marisha, Nicole, Kieran, Tyson, I, at some point or another, worked with them. I feel like Anesu, I honestly think I probably might have voted, picked her as well, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and, mentioned that yeah. at, at your tribal, saying, listen, Chappie's perhaps made a misstep in picking um, Anesu because it someone was someone that, that he was closely with. aligned with yeah. uh, and that you would have rather yeah. had to pick someone that you weren't as aligned with. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and and look, he, he got the insight that he needed and I think it helped him navigate, you know, and, and probably m motivated his reason for wanting to take me off as well. 
Um, so he got the right he got the right information that he needed at the time. So yeah, I mean it wasn't that much of a bad decision on his part, but I don't I don't know that I would have made that same call because if I had taken Sean, if I had taken I guess the, you know the other closest people to me would would have been Renee and Amy. Um, you know, I, I think I probably would have been hearing a lot of what I wanted to hear, not necessarily what I needed to hear. And and again, I take nothing away from them. They could have you know given me a very objective view, but in my thought process, I, I think I would have wanted to just tell me someone who's going to tell me straight. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Anela, just uh, Sean saying, answering the phone, I'm calling to voice my disappointment. I don't know if that was them phoning. Yeah, that's because Sean just got bumped down from first to second to third. <laughs> to be fair, I like I like Anela's sort of observation. Like, and he mentions it, you know, you've already touched on this, but I do like the perspective of going, you know, Sean was a guaranteed vote and you knew that. So let's see if there's someone else I could sway. Let's see if I could see their perspective so I knew kind of what is going on with my personal game. And I like that. I think what I want to ask you now, your motivation for entering, Anela, what was seeing as you weren't, why well, there's a little cheeky smile there. I don't know what that is, but seeing as, seeing as, you know, like you weren't the biggest fan of Survivor, or I wouldn't say in comparison to the players that you played against, you weren't the biggest fan. What was your motivation coming into this? Okay, so <laughs> the reason for the smile is something that I. I don't share often and I actually don't share at all. So you guys are like getting the, the inside track to this, but um, there's two reasons to it. Obviously the more, and, and I'll let you guys decide which one is better in line with what you guys have seen about me as Smash. But the one reason, and I think the more obvious reason was, you know, I mean, I, you know, like I, I, I come, I don't really come from much, you know, I, I, I saw this as an opportunity to just better my life, uh, help my mother out, you know, like she, I mean, she's raised, she's a single mother, she's raised all, all three of my siblings on her own, shout out to her, she's like literally like mm. the, my reason for everything, and I honestly felt like this would have been someone, like this would have been something that could just, just help you know and and in saying that let me tell you from when i like auditioned to when i eventually got onto the island to when i got to merge like with that sort of thought process in mind and i'm pretty sure everyone had that same thought process but for me it i wasn't surprised that i made it to the final i always knew exactly where i needed to be and because she was like my driving force in in, in terms of that and then there's the other story, um, <laughs> which, again, I'll let you guys decide. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think sometime last year or, you know, 2019, I'd spoken to an acquaintance of mine. We'll call her an acquaintance. And it was someone who I was sort of getting along very well with. And she was kind of like, you know, this has to stop now. I'm sort of seeing someone. I'm seeing Rob Bentele. And I can clearly remember getting off of that call saying, okay, so you think he's the only one who can do this thing? You know what I mean? And no. I had this chip on my shoulder. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. Look at me go. So <laughs> I got to do this show to, to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like I said, you guys yeah. can decide which one you think is is probably the bigger motivator. Um, but yeah, those that effectively was my reason for coming, you know, like, uh, I, I've always just wanted to, in any way, however slight it was, just to be able to say, listen, mom, I recognize, I see what you've done for me. 
thank you, you know, just to give her that thank you back. So, yeah, that was a big, big motivator. I mean, yeah. you see me crying in that final challenge when I talk about it. I mean, I'm getting serious just talking about it now. So. No, shout out to your mom, bro. She raised a, a strong young man. I think that's awesome. But just with regards to that, that the lady that you're chatting up to, has there been any conversation since this is it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, not from her, but for, yeah, from a, from a couple of others. Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> but at least you can uh, say now, point proven. You know, I was quite, I was quite surprised, or not surprised, but I was um, quite moved to see how much people actually on Twitter, particularly, were more into my brother. And I was like, "Oh, guys, we look the same, but okay." <laughs> <laughs> look at me, please. I'm the contestant here. Yeah. Also, if you're a sibling of a of a, if your brother and sister wants to enter Survivor, I mean, just put them on. Who knows? You can benefit off uh, like like Neda's brother's doing. Um, just Francois Chappie's in the house here saying, you know, if you did sell us your vulnerability and boasted in your weaknesses as well as what you learned along the way, you would have had mine and many other votes. And so that's a key learning. So maybe you know, if you do get the chance to play again, that's something to tap into because let's let's be honest, you've got the social part down. Also. How much of a threat do you think he'll be playing again, Hilchot? Like, if you had to play with him hypothetically? Yeah, look, so, I mean, that's uh, something that I also want to ask Anelia once we're done with this question. Um, but I think, look, the I think the challenge for Anela, if he does come back, is how much different is your game going to be to what you've played the first time? And I think the difficult position Anela is in is he's proved to be someone that can play one side of the fence whilst also sitting on the other side of the fence, you know? And it's good when you're playing that game and nobody around you knows that, but it's a difficult thing when you start a game and that's kind of already out in the open. So I think if Anela were to play again, that would probably be the biggest hurdle for him to overcome, to say, listen, but you had someone like Sean that said, I played a very social and a very loyal game, and that's the Anela that's here today, not the guy that, because he was in the minority, had to flip, you know? So, um, yeah, but I'd play with Anela. Before I answer that, I'm inclined to also agree with Chappies. What up, Chappies? Ruben Lee, everyone at home, Natana. Um, I'm inclined to... to agree in what with what he said you know if, if had i expressed that vulnerability and and i think we touched on this earlier like you know mm. this is maybe from a lack of no of how how to articulate yourself when you get to that point um so yeah i i, I take nothing away from the sentiment he shares there I, I definitely would say that i agree with it um but just yeah just to touch on what you guys were saying in terms of playing it if i had to run it back and mm. let me tell you by virtue of coming second, I like the athlete in me is just like I'm not content with this. Like I'll, I'll be very honest, I'm so grateful for Nicole and I love her to bits, and she definitely love her, love her, love her. But mm. coming second is just not it, it's not enough for me. So if I had the chance to run it back, I would definitely run it back. So I'll be mm. listening to this, and <laughs> if it's like a redemption, I'm hands up, I'm in. But, um, but yeah, just to touch on that, I think the things that I would have done differently, first and foremost, physical point of view, I probably came onto that show in some of the worst conditioning I've ever been in. Um, and again, that, that could have been owing to like COVID and lockdown, lockdown. and everything, but, 
I know for a fact that as an athlete, I have been in much better sort of space. And I think that I would have also displayed that athletic side of myself a little bit earlier on if I had to run it back. But then the second thing, and from the social point of view, I, I, you know, I agree it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to navigate when people sort of know that you are this sociable person, that you are someone that can play both fields. But listen, the, the dimples and the smile and the charm, it's very hard to look past when you're talking to Smash. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, there you go. You see, now I would have changed too much from that That's can, can we just touch on the fact that the story that he told us for his motivation, the sort of vulnerability that the jury probably wanted to hear. I'm just putting that out there. Also, I just want to say, uh, Smash, the League of Shadows. Yes. I mean, oh, Tyson said oh. this was your brainchild. Can, can you take yeah. us through the, the name and, and why you went with this? Okay, so, so first and foremost, like I said, in, you know, just before merge, there was already a, I had a really good feeling with Kieran and Tyson that these were two people that I could work with. And, you know, I don't know why I keep... Sean, stop it, man. It's Sean's calling. Come on. Yeah, I'm just going to switch off my phone. Well, it, 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 it may be that acquaintance phoning now saying, listen, let's, uh, let's have <laughs> a look. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Smash, so, I had no idea that's what happened. I had no idea. <laughs> guys, this is the first. I've watched every single one of your TNOs. Since the show happened, and I'm sorry, so I'm, I'm gonna apologize. But yeah, no problem. Um, just there's nothing I can of... say, by the way. There's nothing I can say about you that my cousin won't defend to the <laughs> to the bottom T. After this final tribal council, my cousin's like, "Bro, how did this happen? Can you explain this to me? I need I need the rundown as to why you did not win." <laughs> so so you've also got another no, 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 awesome <laughs> <laughs> Um, now I've forgotten the question. It was um. Oh god! Also, I forgot the question as well. What? what wait, wait, my cousin threw me off. Family, family will do that. Give you mush brain, guys. Hey. Yeah. Oof! I had it on the tip of my tongue. But France with Chappie's just saying, still respect your game. Love you, but was such a privilege uh, playing alongside you. The smash and Nido. Oh, it was the League of Shadows. Thank you, thank you. Yes, there we go, yes, Nido yes. Show. Yes. <laughs> so, so for me, like, okay, um, yeah, I, I already knew that these were two people that I could work with, and I think that I got a sense that they were prepared to work with me as well and so that sort of three came quite organically as the game went mm. on post-merge I mean when when Sean when Sean's vote particular when he was when it was his time to go I I mean Tyson sort of out like outlined that whole move to and I knew that Sean was going and you know, like that in and of itself. I and I said to him, I was like, "Listen, that's what's going to have to be. That's what's going to have to be." Um, again, with the with the Rainier Amy move, you know, like I knew as well. Listen, had it not been me and Nicole, it was going to be um, Rainier and Amy. So again, there I knew exactly where their votes were going, but I quite clearly said to them, like, "Listen." I'm so happy to move forward with you because by virtue of you taking out Sean, Amy, and Renier, you are effectively taking the only people that I have been playing this game with. So mm. I'm happy to move forward with you guys, you know? And then in terms of the name, League of Shadows and everything, like, I mean, I'm a really, really, really huge comic book nerd. Like, I, uh, Karen I says, do the Bane voice. Just uh, do the Bane uh, voice already. Uh, We're uh, waiting uh, in uh, anticipation. Uh, and uh, Come uh, on, let's hear it. 
I am the shadows. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Interception. Powerful agents against the uninitiated, but we are initiated. Now we know. Why? So I, I tried as every every opportunity I could. I tried to put in some references on either DC Comics, um, Marvel Comics, The Boys Comics. Like, I've literally chucked in references wherever I could. I think another one did come um, a lot earlier on with Mike. I think with Mike's vote, where I said, you know, when I spoke about um, balance and order and everything, which was like, you know, a sentiment which obviously Thanos shares and as to why he snaps his fingers. So... Yo, the, yo, dude, this, this is uh, killing me. I just, I just pictured him in, in lockdown, a heel card with all these comic books, like writing down the lines, going, "I'm gonna deliver this one. This is my line, babe. I'm gonna this one. Maybe that's what Anila did in his two weeks at lockdown before the show started filming, practicing voices there in his hotel room. In isolation. Can, can I just say, this is exactly what I was thinking, what Karen is saying is, if he did this in the Final Tribal Council, you know, instant icon. <laughs> also, you probably would have gotten a lot more votes. would be like, hi, guys. I mean, he's done the Bane voice. I would be like, we love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think that's ever been, that's oh, ever been done. I think I would have brought his votes with the, with the Bane voice. Uh, <laughs> probably, I probably should have done the, the Bane voice on that, uh, that Final Tribal Council. Eh? <laughs> Oh, dude, that's quality. Right. Uh, what final question you want to ask before we move over to the, the next chapter of the show? Yeah, so um, I think it's it's something that kind of happens with every season, that once the season is concluded, you know, and the next season rolls around, people uh, are usually asked the question, well, what type of survivors do you like? And, you know, who did you most uh, kind of resemble? So if if people for season 9 or 10 or 11 start applying – and they say, I want to play a game like Anela did. Uh, what, what type of game do you think they would be modeling that on? What do you think that would look like? Mm. If they are trying to emulate me, I think optically to what was portrayed, I would have to say someone who was happy-go-lucky, easygoing, laid-back, sort of um yeah sort of sort of happy to to not dis disrupt the apple cart you know um which again is not a bad strategy up mm -hmm. to a point and, and then then you get to a point where you need to start playing you need to start being decisive you need to start making decisions but i think based on what was what was what was seen you know or what was shown of my game that would probably be the best way i would describe that that game or, or that that emulation of, of my game yeah your thought how would you put his game yeah look i think it's someone from what i i heard a lot of people saying and what we saw on the edit it was someone that was uh, definitely in the know because he was speaking to different mm. people. And I mean, Anela's um, admitted now, yes, maybe there were some people that he could have had closer connections with. Um, but I think it's a valid strategy, as we mentioned, to, to be someone sitting in the middle. And I mean, that was your game. So I think if I were to say I want to play the game like Anela, it would have been play the game that's in the middle because sometimes that is the game that wins. Yeah. yeah. And I think like if, if I'm looking at it, I, I just picture a bright smile, 
um, you know, there's dimples. a river and your yeah, dimples, bright spot, and there's a river and him with his floating device going with the current. You know, I think that's that's a good way to go. And people wanting to hop on his boat. I think that's kind of the, the vibe I put it. So, dude, yeah. Um, it is now time. That is also just Tato. I use Photoshop. Photoshop to make these pictures of our Jurgen Klopp manager standing, just in case Liverpool have a illness there. You know, and also maybe this is why you wanted Kieran out so badly because he's a Man United fan. I wouldn't put it past you. Uh, like yeah. I'd be in your camp. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Kieran and 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 Dino. Dino. Can I tell yeah. you, I, I need to make mention of this. Uh, and, I, and I touch on this in the final tribal council where I said I was always playing with three people at any one given time, two of which were people that I wholeheartedly felt like I could make it to the final with, but would still be able to argue a case of me playing better than them. So at the time of like the Zumba 1.0, that would have been a Rania and Amy. And then I also touch on like the mercurial players where I said, you know, the mercurial player to me was that person who's just going to give you diamonds one day, then rubble the next, like really good players, but someone that I can shield myself behind. And I, and I touch on this in my final trouble council. And, and Dino for me was that first player. Actually, he sort of painted that target on himself, right? This mm. man gave me his jacket. He gave me his jacket on one of the nights. It was pissing down with rain. He gave me his jacket. And I knew that came from a sincere place. And I, I, I was so appreciative of it. I really, like, I really was grateful. But the very next day, I just said to everyone, like, guys, how pretentious is it? Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I was just like, no, this isn't coming from a genuine place. And for me, it was not for nothing, but I just felt like, because the target was already on his back, I just needed to keep it on his back. And he was such a good guy. And I think he did so well to recover from the position he was in, originally in. But, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that final trial swap probably didn't help his case too much. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know why I'm... No, that's fantastic bit of info because a lot of people say, I mean, even Nico asked the question about him being paranoid. And he said, no, for good reason. And because he played with people like you, who he gave his jacket to, and he's being genuine, and he threw him under the bus. Smash! <laughs> and, 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 and again, yeah, that, that, that could have been the fact that he's a Man United supporter. But yeah, I mean, he was such a lucky guy. And just, I couldn't help but like, okay, everyone's sort of suspects about him. Let me just keep that energy there with him. So every single time people would ask me, like, what are your thoughts on Dina? I would just... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust the guy. I don't, but let me tell you, he was a lucky guy, honestly. And the conversations when we did speak, I knew it was coming from a genuine place. But I did everything in my power not to highlight him in that way. Similar with Santuini, who was my mercurial player post-merge, where, I, again, I, like, as a human being and as an individual, I love Santuini. Like, that sort of energy is infectious. And you, she's someone that's hard not to love, you know? You, you, it's yeah. hard not to fall in love with Santoni, who, who she is as a human being. But again, I just sort of like as best as I could would just always try to to, to make people mindful. Like, listen, she's she's she she's gonna make votes on her based on her best interests, and you know she's not loyal mm -hmm. to anyone, which effectively was the same thing that I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but exactly. I would, yeah. I would, as best as I could, try to paint that picture towards her so but again like yeah i loved her as well yeah and i think that's a good shot before we move on to the golden spear 
One question from Joseph saying, uh, does second place, what is it? Does runner up, or yeah, there, does the runner, does the first runner up win 500K rand? 500,000 well, rand. Well, listen. I don't know. Get prize money <laughs> for second place. <laughs> if that is the case, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, to, to my knowledge, I think that the, the prize winnings is, is the. Um, I've not heard of anything beyond that. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm very open to it. I'm receptive. I'm gonna. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 to my knowledge and based on what I know, I don't I don't know that second place necessarily does win anything. I don't know if that's how it's worked in other seasons or other iterations of the show around the world. But yeah, I'm not too sure. Yep. Okay. Thank you for answering that. Golden Spear time. This is obviously the season's over. We normally talk about the show. Golden Spear now for the season. And Hilkhard, you're going to chip in. I want to hear Nella's thing. What would be the Golden Spear moment of the season? And it doesn't have to be pertaining to your game, Anella. Looking back on it, yeah. which moment do you go, wow, that was really a highlight for me? Okay. Mm. Um, all right. In context of the game as a whole, I have to say Tyson's decision to, at the time, someone he didn't even like at all, his decision to, to keep Chappies alive, it, it, it really just, it blew that whole game wide open because we were yep. so lockstep as a as number six. And he, I mean, him and Chappies did not see eye to eye. So for him to have made that move, I think that was the Golden Spear moment. The Golden Spear player, without mm. a shadow of a doubt for me, is Chappies. Like, I, I, I've always maintained and I always will maintain when I watch the, the show from a fan's lens or from the lens of a, a fan, for me, he, he embodies how I, how I would have loved to have played the game. Um, and then I suppose if I have to say golden spear <laughs> moments of myself, which doesn't necessarily translate into what we saw, but I think it was really challenging sort of balancing Amy wanting to take out Sean, Sean wanting to take out Amy, and keeping like keeping all three of us on the same page was sometimes challenging. And I think that was probably the most subtle thing that I did, which was the strongest thing that I did. Because I don't know if we would have if we would have gone there had that faction of, or that that group of three been disconnected. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I mean, if we're doing overall golden golden spear, I have to give it to to Chappies. I think overall, overall, that's that for me. I think you summed it up really well. I think that really? moment that Tyson does, and then Chappies' good shot, Hillcott. Yeah, so um, I think there are three players that I kind of want to highlight. Uh, so two for their plays that we saw during the season, um, and then one wasn't necessarily the biggest move or the biggest blind side of stuff, but I felt um, it had an impact on a player that could have made a big difference later in the game. Um, I think someone like Carla could have really made big moves in the game. I think socially she was in very good stead, you know, with a lot of players. Um, I think unfortunately look to her own admission. She played very hard, very fast. Some of it because of the position that she was in, you know, she had to play hard. She didn't have another option. Um, so I think taking someone out, uh, you know, so early on in the game, in the player of Carla, I think that changed a lot of the game. And the game would have looked a lot different had she made it further in the game. Um, strategically, because that's the kind of game that that I like to see, uh, two players that I felt really played well 
um, in terms of swaying a lot of votes and vote out uh, were Kiran and Santuni. I think they weren't necessarily always at the forefront of the moves, but were definitely involved in the decisions and could easily speak to two or three other players and kind of change the narrative in voting for someone else. So, I mean, those are just in general kind of the, the moves that I respected and the people that I respected. Yeah, it's um, good just, to touch, just to touch on that Carla, uh, on Carla in particular, like I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, Hilchard. I, I, I don't know if it was explained when you guys spoke to Amy or Sean, but when we arrived on that island, regardless of the fact that me and Paul had a previous relationship, you know, Paul went to the same high school as me. He, he plays rugby where I coach. We still had an more of a feeling of wanting to work with the Mike and Carla and Ward faction initially when we arrived there. But you can almost see in how reserved Mike was in that first conversation that we sort of had with them. I think it was around the water wall where Carla is sort of divulging her, her plans and her discontent to Chappies and, and Paul. And to be honest, I agree. Like I think she had very good social capital and I got a good energy off of what she was saying at that at that particular time. But what threw, I think, all three of us off, myself, Amy, and Sean, was just how um, different her and, and Mike were moving. You know, you're hearing everything you want to hear from one person, and the other person is sort of just quiet and nodding along the whole time. Mm-hmm. You could tell something was off with Mike. And it's, it's ironic almost that... <laughs> it's, it's almost it's almost ironic that like you know yes yes maybe she shot herself in the foot maybe she shot herself and mike in the foot but um yeah it's 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 definitely it's definitely someone that i would have wanted to work with you know what i mean and and i, I feel like would have been in immensely huge in in the game going further down the line post merge i think collar would have been an absolute beast and then just to answer Charles there, I mean, I hope that I haven't taken anything away from Nicole because that's not been my sentiment at all. I like. I think he's I talking think that, that one at Hillcott, not at you, at Hillcott. Hey. <laughs> okay, bring the bullets. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, listen. I, 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 it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you just got to put your hand up and you got to just say, you know, the better individual played the better game, played the better yeah. final speech. Like, I mean, she she wiped the floor with me at that final speech. That 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 whole narrative of I carried you and I brought you here, you know, whilst I maybe don't necessarily agree with it, because if I'd agreed with Kieran and Tyson, she might not have made it there, you know, when they wanted yeah. to take her out. But uh, I, I take nothing away from the fact that tied destinies, I knew me and her were at the bottom. She saved us, you know, Final, final trial. The the final votes. She saved me. So I take nothing away from what N- Nicole did. Nicole was an absolute mammoth of a competitor, and it showed when she decided to take Chappies on as the only person who took Chappies on in that one challenge. Yeah, absolute legend. Yeah, fair enough. And I like all the points that you both have mentioned, and they're all super, super descriptive and explain how the game went and i dig that time for the wooden spoon and this is the moment on the show where we discuss the weakest point or the low light of the season uh Hilchart, seeing as nella started the last one 
please. The floor is yours, my friend. Um, I was, look, I know we've heard very different versions of it, but uh, I was perplexed at the final four vote when Tyson voted himself out um, in effect. So, so that kind of rationale I didn't see in the moment. I did see his version after that. And yes, then probably it did make a bit more sense for me. Uh, so that was probably one of the things that stood out. Um, I'm trying to think of something else now. Um, I think probably, look, Jason, I know came out very hard um, in, in the first round. And that, I think, was probably uh, something that really shot him in the foot. And, and I think, mm -hmm. again, he was another player that could have made it deep into the game. Um, had he been a bit slower out of the block. So, um, yeah, and then uh, Santuni, in as much as he was a good player, knowing about three idols and um, it ending up in Tyson's hands uh, most of the time, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be that player. Yeah. But she still played a solid I, game. I'll give her that much. I agree with you. I agree with you, Hilfart. I think on my end, if I have to think wooden spoons, if I'm going moment, if I'm basing it on a moment, I think I'm thinking of a besides obviously my horrible, horrible conundrum with Kieran, the biggest misstep that sort of comes to mind is Marisha finding that idol on her lonesome. Then one choosing mm. to share it with Rania, then yeah. choosing to play that for Nicole. And then if I'm going as to like a body of work again if i'm sort of looking at it and from that point of view i think a big misstep or wooden spoon might have maybe gone to kian only in the sense that i think there's so much that she did and so many good things that she did which just weren't translated and it's probably because of maybe willingly or, or knowingly or not knowingly but just how she sort of brought her game across or you know um explained herself to us or interacted with us as like the other people on the island, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, when I was in Zumba 1.0, I could see every single day she was the one cooking. She was the one catering for us. But still, there was a disconnect. And it's unfortunate for her that, I mean, that game, or sorry, that disconnect sort of came through throughout her entire game. But mm. yeah, there was so much, I think, that was... Um, as Kieran puts it, so many moves that were on the cutting table that that didn't make it, you know, to the to the end. I feel for her. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably who I would give my wooden spoon to for the game as a whole. But moments, Marisha. <laughs> and also, I like that because I don't even think of those two instances. I know title saying Dino talking to Paul is a good one. There's also the moment where Paul knocks over Santony with the block. I don't know what the hell was going on there. That was a crazy moment. But I do, I do think that the season—that's what made the season so good. To be honest, is you've had you had the best of the best and the worst of the worst, and I loved how they were just all wrapped up in one gift and said, "Here we go, take it, take it as it is, and enjoy it or don't enjoy it." And that, that was phenomenal from my perspective, gentlemen. It is time for the final thoughts. I don't know the storm is brewing. I suppose we can touch on storms brewing quickly. Hilgard, you can talk about your potential new entry for next season if there is another season. Anela, you can tell us what you're going to do next with your life. That's storms brewing that we can look at. <laughs> look, a, a season nine application is always in the pipeline. 
uh, for me. And I mean, I've secured something with Anela now if it's a returnee season. So I'm locked and loaded. Are you hot? Exactly. There we go. But we, we just won't tell anyone, okay? Just like, <laughs> I'd love to see you jamming it, man. I think you would be awesome in it. I honestly do. Listen, um, I, I, look, yeah. I, I would like to hope that, but serious foot and mouth disease here. I would probably, within the first two minutes, say something offensive and kind of just blurt everything out. So, yeah. There's a strength to, tell, to telling it how it is, though. I must say, you know, people like it, you know. Like, Wada was a straight shooter, and uh, Nicole give a lot of. Um, sorry, Nicole was also a straight shooter, I think. Nicole, mm -hmm. Nicole was a straight shooter, you knew exactly you know where she stood, and and yeah, I mean, there's definitely a strength to that. I think, um, as far as storms bring with me, um, you know, obviously, the coaching thing is a, is a huge thing in my life, and that's sort of where I sort of see myself going, um, and pursuing that. I, I mean, I was off to Wales before I was asked to, to come and do the show, and I've oh, wow. been able to thankfully put that move back on track. Um, but uh, something that's sort of come into my space only now is, you know, uh, um, sort of sports broadcasting and, and journalism. And, and I don't know if it's because of the way I articulated myself in the game, but, you know, that's something that I wasn't necessarily thinking of before, which has yeah. now been sort of put in my space. So be, be on the lookout. There might be one or two podcasts. Yes, man. Uh, Yes, I, know, you know. <laughs> I love that. I love that because, to be fair, put him on the sideline next to uh, give me a rugby player's name. Damn it, you can say I'm a football fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put him on the Join John de Villiers. That, uh, yes, John. Right yes, field. put him next no, to John. Put him next to John, and he already come on. The man's already got. He's packing more heat than John is, and that oak played for the Springboks. So you know what? And they're like, looking forward to that. Keep your eyes glued to the screen, and I, you know what, dude? I'm super excited for that chapter in your life. So let's let's hope that materializes for you. Because if there's someone who can do it, I think the whole public, South African public, has seen that you. More than capable of doing that. Although Sean's saying, next Springbok coach. <laughs> you heard it, Jeff, first. <laughs> yeah, manifest it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I dig that. Okay. I dig that. So on that note, gentlemen, we've come to that point. Final thoughts for the show. What are your final thoughts? And this can be, I know you've touched on the possible super sport career or Sky Sports. Who knows? If you think bigger than that, think, think as far as your mind wants to go. Hillheart, final thoughts for you. It can be pertaining to the season, personal life, Whatever. Oh, personal. Oh, so once uh, this video is finished, I'm going to do that. <laughs> no, uh, oh, yes. Yes, yes. On that note, you know what? Anela, Hilgard, it's his father's birthday today. And he's opted to skip yeah, a little no bit way. of it to come chat to you. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> no way. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, man. Please, will you? No, any day, any day. I'll face the family problems afterwards. Um, <laughs> no, so I think uh, just uh, relating it back to the season, I think you touched on it earlier, Claudio. I think if we look back at the season, for me at least, it's something that we can remember not for one single thing. There were so many elements and, you know, good memories and things that came out of it. Uh, we saw very big highlights and we saw some very big pitfalls, you know, so, um, and, and I think as many people have said about Survivor has highlighted so many things about social circumstances. Um, and, and I think that's the good thing about this game, perhaps seeing it a bit more this season than we would have seen in the past few seasons. So yeah, I was very thankful for that. And hopefully we keep on building on the momentum.
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I just read this message about permutations. You know, there's so many permutations <laughs> when it comes to the game of Zimbabwe. But um, yeah, listen, I, I, I agree. You know, I'm so grateful to have been part of such an such a special cast of 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 castaways this season because yeah i mean this this season had it all i mean there was there was blind sides there was challenge beasts that have slayed records which transcend throughout the whole game and you know there was just so many things and to have played one small part in this i i, I still feel richer for the experience to be able to engage with you know, so many people who hold this show sacred, you know, the fans, I feel richer for the experience. So, yeah, I mean, my final thoughts is if there's anyone out there that has the slightest hesitation about doing this show, go and do it. Apply. Like, you, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And there's so many things I've learned about myself and in just life that I can take forward. So, yeah, honestly, loved it. Loved it. Loved every single bit of it. Awesome. And on that note, there are two things. If you ever want to enter Survivor, be named Nicole and make sure someone's chatting up your girl. And I think you'll go far. <laughs> <laughs> so, final two guaranteed. Final two guaranteed, yes. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, thank you so much for a fantastic show, fantastic evening. And to everyone who's hopped online, we appreciate you. And thank you for being loyal to TNO. I mean, this is super rad. TNO has grown through this process, being given the access. Also, I feel super privileged to have people like Hilgard and Nella on the show and to experience that first and have the conversation. Super, super grateful. Also, here's to a future um, dance art on a club top tabletop with Sean teaching us some dance moves and my cousin there giving you a beer, Nella. So here's to that one. Can I get a, <laughs> can I get a ski wheel from both uh, of you? Before please, that's how we're going to end it. Ski wheel! Ski wheel! And that's how we're going to end the show. Enjoy the evening, everybody. Cheers. Good stuff. Goodbye. Goodbye.